It's the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome to the Red Cedar Rundown. The number one MSU basketball and to a lesser extent football fan podcast. On this week's episode, it's almost basketball season, which means it's time for the Red Cedar Rundown basketball preview. And we'll also quickly recap the horrible loss to Penn State. Send us your comments and questions, and we'll be sure to read them on the show. Clark? We're here. How's Feels it going? Good. I'm feeling pretty good. Basketball is... I can smell it in the air. Is on the horizon. <sighs> ah, Get a whiff, everyone. It smells good. It's here. It's We've like been the, saved. It's like the sun coming up. Football season is over, and... In comes basketball. Yeah, I'm ending the football season after eight games. I've decided. It's over? It's over. <laughs> Especially after today's news, but we don't really need to get into that. Let's talk about it real quick. Let's just get it quick. out. The people want to hear us. Vent. Discussion they hear about Clark steroids. <laughs> Joe Batchy got popped. Pissing hot. Um, you know, I don't know, you know, obviously what he had in his system. I'm not going to judge him for that. We thank him for everything that he did. I wish him well in the future. I have, no doubt, I have no doubt that he will play in the NFL. Because let's not get ourselves. Everybody in the NFL does steroids, so he'll fit right in. <laughs> um, but, I mean, we're going to suck re- regardless for the rest of the year. I mean, like. doesn't really matter. We're just going to suck more without him. It's probably it's probably a good thing for him. Maybe he yeah, did it on good purpose. Thing. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. Now he doesn't have to worry about picking up an injury or anything like yeah. that. Focus on your pro career. Gets his degree in December. That's good. He's a college graduate. He's got something to fall back on. Focus on the pro career. Maybe it was planned. That's what I'm saying. It's almost kind of fishy. New uh, RCR conspiracy here. <laughs> I don't blame him. Joe, good for you. Yeah. Um, But it's just another instance of Something under Coach D's watch. Program has come full circle. We left, you know, a pile of shit after John L. Smith. We built into some, you know, one of the premier programs in the country Definitely over the, the course of ten plus years with Mark D'Antonio, and we've come full circle right back into a pile of shit. I mean, we are a laughing stock right now. An embarrassment. Everybody should point and laugh at our program because how do you come from? How do you? Win 11 games plus five years in a row and go back to this. Like, we're probably going to lose to Illinois. I don't have a good feeling about that. Yeah, it's... Like, the only winnable game I see on our schedule is Rutgers. I, I what would, else? I would still put Maryland in there. <sighs> Maryland's really Gary, bad. I don't know. Maryland's really bad. Gary, Clark. we are really, really bad. We are really bad, but Gary, I mean, Maryland I might Gary, be worse. Gary, we don't have a... We, our quarterback can't throw the ball. A line can't block. I I don't know. Will that be a 3 nothing game? Is Coughlin going to make a field goal? Or do, you, do you have any confidence in that kid? I don't want to go down that route. That's just a dark wormhole. I'm trying to be positive today. Hey, we'll, we'll preview the Illinois game next week, next Thursday. Yeah, good Look out God. for that preview. Yeah. But Gary will do that by himself. I mean, but does this team have anything left in the tank? They look deflated. No, God, no. And they just lost one of their captains, man. Yeah. How, were they going to rally behind that? No. I I don't know. Apparently, we just picked up a quarterback recruit. Yeah. Beat out William and Mary for him. 
<laughs> yeah, he decommitted for Virginia Tech and committed to Michigan State. I heard he was a William and Mary Lean. <laughs> but, I mean, I just have to say this. I'm I just mean, kidding. I'm glad we got a quarterback. That's well, I'll take anybody we can get at this point. Yeah. I mean, but really it's surprising because if you're an offensive recruit, why would you ever want to play in an offense based on the last three years of seeing what the product that they Michigan State tried on the field? It's just Fair point. If I was a four-star wide receiver looking to go play for Elante Brown, he was just back at Michigan State on a visit, four-star wide receiver, former commit who then decommitted, maybe we can get him to recommit, but I don't know why he would. Just it makes no sense based on what we've seen. I mean, unless they expect changes to happen. And I mean, and this isn't us hating. This is just the, where the program is right now. I mean, like our coaching staff is a joke, an absolute clown show. They're not developing I, I, players. Like, the guys that should be developing, like the Cody Whites. Cody White has, I mean, upside, high high upside, like potential to play on Sundays. But it seems like he's gotten worse. He's not getting open. He's not getting the football. It That's coaching, man. I mean, there's been throws that have that's, been missed to him where he's wide open, oh, 100%. As, we, as we've noted. But I mean, I saw him again in the Penn State game. He was catching balls with his bare hands on, like, fourth down. He had some nice – he had some impressive catches, but – I don't know. The future of the program is just dark. I'll I'll say this. I think that a good um, indicator of the dysfunction of the coaching staff was the quarterback situation in that game. Oh, my God. I think if there's any sign that things are trending the wrong way. That no one has any idea what they're doing. Exactly. Quarterback roulette. What the hell was that? Yeah, that was. Start Theo Day for the rest of the year. Do yourself a favor. Focus on the future. If you actually care about the program, put Theo Day in at quarterback. I want to see him. Hey, wait, Clark, but we're not two and seven. We're four and four, oh, though. Oh my Christ! That comment. First of all, the numbers don't add up. Didn't know where two and seven came from. <laughs> four and four is eight. Two and seven is nine. So, was confused by Mark's math. There is he losing his mind? Is he just that delusional now? Two and seven. Yeah, I hope to God we're not two and seven. But. What a loser thing to say. I'm sorry. Just that that's such That's a loser mentality. That's such a loser mentality. Is that where we are now as a program? That moral victories? Is that a moral victory not being 2 and once again, the math it bothers me that he even said 2 and 7. But I I I'm in outer space. I don't even know what to think when he comes to those kind of comments. Once again, 11 wins 5 plus years in a row and now we're talking about at least we're not 2 and 7. That's the state of the program. That quote perfectly sums up the state of the program right now. It's a circus. Yep. It's, uh, this is pretty much, it'll be very interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out. But I well, don't, honestly, I don't care. I, 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 I hate saying that. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm done caring. Yeah. I mean, I wish the best, I wish to... the best for the guys that go out there on the field. Yeah, we're gonna, I, yeah, we're gonna be cheering for him every game. Sure, I'm gonna watch him, but I, it's it's very hard to watch. That Penn State game was very almost impossible to watch, Gary. Yeah, I'm very glad I didn't have to watch it live. I stopped. I had wa- to go I to a wedding, watching it multiple times. I, I got the the four one one from the group text, and it was it was bad. It was a bloodbath in the group text. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, it, it was enjoyable not to watch it. It was a pit of misery in the I group text. I did go back and watch it, and it was a lot of fast forwarding. So. Because not a lot of interesting stuff, especially with Michigan State on offense. So, but I mean, I'm done with it. That we'll wraps talk, up. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're done. We're done talking about football. We're we will, moving on. We will be back next week, uh, next Thursday, to to do a Illinois preview, 
um, and we'll probably end up recapping the Michigan State-Kentucky game Definitely as well. Definitely we'll be recapping the Michigan State-Kentucky game. Well, let's get into the main reason we're here today, MSU basketball, and the official Red Cedar Rundown basketball preview. So let's get into it. It's here. It's very exciting. I'm fist pumping in the air right now. <laughs> I'm feeling really good. Yes, and this, the expectations have never been higher. First time ever ranked number one in the preseason. Mm. Hopefully this doesn't bring back any memories to when we started the season ranked number two. Yeesh. The Darrell Summers year. Yeah. But I think this team is completely different. The mentality of this team, the depth of this team. The leadership. The leadership. And Definitely. You, that one, that team with Summers did not have someone that stood out as a leader. Yeah. That was their problem. And there were too many individuals on that team. I do not see that being the case here. And when you have Cassius Winston who can distribute the ball and shoot the ball at will from wherever he feels like. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's something that is very hard to quantify and it's going to really be propelling this team like it did last year I I feel so we'll give you guys we'll break down the team and then uh, we'll give you guys some predictions on what to expect for the year Uh, I mean a lot of people are pegging us to win the national championship and uh, we'll see if we are predicting the same how did we look last year quick recap final four 32 wins yep big 10 regular season champions big 10 tournament champions yeah it was a pretty healthy season yeah if you can build on that, I would say I think uh, we were pretty accurate. You did were we right. both pretty accurate last year in our predictions? I think you picked Elite Eight. And I, I don't p- think I did Final Four. You had I Final Four. Final Four. We did have Big Ten champs. Yep. I think we did pretty good. Yep. Gary so, was a little bit more confident than I was, and I got to give him credit for that. Yep. So if I pick a Natty this year, we're winning the Natty. Just mark it down. All right. Okay. <laughs> so that's it. That was our basketball preview. It's over now. <laughs> you heard it from Gary, Natty. <laughs> but thanks for listening. But. From that, all those accomplishments and accolades that this team uh, accomplished last year, we are losing three players, and I would say pretty big players. Pretty big players: Kenny Goins, Matt McQuaid, Nick Ward, and you know, to a lesser extent, Nick Ward. He did get injured, and I think he was much less of a factor going he through was the a end big of the season. But I mean, I mean, he, Nick, we, having Nick Ward's post presence out there, exactly. That's what I'm going to say. Adapts, it was still another body adapts, to throw out yes, there, yeah, and that's important sometimes. And Kenny was very versatile, and Kenny Goins. I mean, the big Mr. Big Show. I mean, I'll never forget that. I don't think any Spartan fan will I, ever forget that. I might that. actually pull it up during the preview and listen to it with the Titanic <laughs> music because it's just it's just perfect. It's absolutely perfect. It was, oh god, I can't. But I, oh god, I can't wait till we play Duke again. I just I hate Duke so much and it just felt so good to win that game. You're bringing me bring it back to good feelings again, Gary. Doesn't it feel good to talk about basketball? Yeah, it does. Yeah. But I think something that's not being talked about, you know, is I think Matt McQuaid's. I mean, a lot. Oh yeah, a lot of times last year. I mean, there was games he just took over, especially are, in the Michigan game when he just went off for three. Here's the thing: make no and question about missed. those are two guys, two starting players right there. You can't just replace them with anybody. Yeah. So you got to step up. Those guys fit our system perfectly. They're both role players, but who stepped up big time when they needed to. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I think we got the pieces, though. I'm I mean, feeling confident about the player growth from last year. The guys that were freshmen moving forward to sophomores this year, the incoming freshmen, I think, are going to make an impact. I'm very excited. I mean, looking at the individual statistic leaders from last year, you look at Goins led the team in rebounds, Tillman led the team in blocks, and Winston led the team in minutes, points, assists, steals. 
So a lot I mean, of cash. Yeah, a lot and of cash. cash is back. But I mean, like I said, rebounding. That's that's going to be a big uh, factor. Can these boys? Get down there and get dirty and get some yeah, bounds. Yeah, I, I like obviously Xavier Tillman's going to lead the team in rebounding. I have no doubt about that. But I think Kith is going to step yeah, in. Yeah, he's got to be. Uh, he's definitely going to be the the blue collar guy down low, and uh, we're going to need to see a lot from him. I think. Uh, I think we saw shades of that throughout the year last year, and hopefully we're going to see that this year. He's going to be a junkyard dog. But re- yeah, I think so, and I think really it's going to be about the other players and the younger players: Henry, Gabe Brown, Kith. Foster lawyer <laughs> stepping up. We need him to man and become playmakers. Foster lawyer man, he he can shoot. I just need him to get confident, and hopefully he's athletic enough to be uh, you know guarding people in the Big Ten. So we'll see. Yeah, maybe. But I heard twenty pounds of muscle. Is lawyer a tank now? <laughs> I don't know. Did Unstoppable you, you going to the him? hole. Does he look like he's... I haven't seen him yet. I did not watch the Albion game. Because, I was at the Red Wings game the other night. They, they've said a lot about Marcus Bingham, and he looks still lanky and skinny as hell. So, yeah. I don't know. But Marcus Bingham's like seven feet tall. Foster Lawyer's like 5'11. So, pretty big difference. Yeah. Probably notice 20 pounds on a guy that's 5'11 more than you went on seven feet tall. That's probably true. I mean, I'm no nutritionist by any means. Guys, okay, just putting that out there, but <laughs> just based on visual observation, just an ocular pat down, if you will, I would say it's pretty easy to notice it on a guy that's 5'11 over 7 foot. That's true. But I think the goal is simple for this team. It's Natty or bust. So. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. I mean, you go to the Final Four, you return a lot of guys, you got new talent coming in. I thought we should have won a national title last year. I think everyone, I mean, based on the final four teams that were there, I think everyone thought we were the the front runner, but we ran to a tough defensive team. And oh my god, that yeah, was, that team was like a team from hell. Yeah, that was that was a frustrating game. But speaking of the new players, let's talk about some of those new players coming in this year. We got Malik Hall, who I think is going to actually play a very huge role on this team this year. Oh yeah, I think he's got, uh, you know down in that three, four range, uh, where he will probably be playing, um, I think is going to be a, a very key spot. And based on what I've seen, I mean, only in, in one exhibition game, but he looked a, a pretty impressive for being a, such a young player. Like he looked very confident, uh, taking it to the hole based on the highlights I saw. He's and, more of a wing guy. I think though, six, seven, two fifteen. Okay. I mean, I think he can be versatile, you know, guarding down in the post. I just don't see him posting up. Oh, no, he's not. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I said. I I think, yeah, but who who he can guard. Yeah, I definitely think he can guard the four. Yeah. We'll get into it, but, I mean, the versatility of being able to go big and small with this team is going to be interesting. Uh, The lineups, yeah. I think Tom's going to be shuffling them out quite a bit at the beginning, trying to find out the perfect, uh, you know, nucleus, but I look forward to watching it. Yeah. And then uh, we got Julius Marble, who was a late addition to this recruiting class. And I think he'll be more of like a bench spark. I don't think he's actually going to play a ton this year, but I, yeah. I think he'll be more of a body. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a um, high-energy guy. I think, you know, when, when when somebody gets in foul trouble, he'll come out there, like you said, be a body. I, I do think he, he'll be able to rebound the ball well, though. He seemed like a pretty high-motor guy. So, But, yeah, if we don't need to play him that much this year, you know, I prefer him just to, you know, get some experience and yep. move on from there. And, uh, you know, the most highly touted recruit we have, and I think we'll, at the rate of what the injuries are coming in, in uh, Rocket Watts. And uh, we could be seeing him potentially starting in the first game. I'm pretty sure they said he's going to start versus Kentucky. I'm almost positive. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's he's going to be uh, 
he's going to be dependent on early, uh, especially for a true he freshman. Can, he can create his own shot, man. That's what uh, Rocket Watts can step back threes. He can take the ball to the hole. He's just got to play with confidence, man, and I think he's going to be fine. Izzo's very high on him as a defender. He's got all the athletic tools in the world to be, you know, he hell, he's got all the tools to be the second-best player on this team right now. And that's saying a lot with guys like Xavier Tillman, Aaron Henry, and such. I, I really, I'm really, i really looking forward to watching Rocket Watts play. Yeah, me too. And uh, we'll get our first taste starting Tuesday. Uh, and then the transfer, big time, could – See, we'll we see. We are if he waiting plays to hear how. First and foremost, I mean, I know we appealed it, right? They said no initially, but how's it taking this long? The season starts on Tuesday. Can the NCAA just, you know, expedite the process? I mean, I'd love to see Joey Shea Patterson at... played at Michigan the same year. Like, yeah, all he did was hire a lawyer, you know, to shake some people, <laughs> and then the NCAA went, "Yeah, you're good. You're good. Go play. Go play." <laughs> I mean, if you were to gain eligibility, that would really change the complexion of our team. Oh, my, would it start him at the four? Yeah, I mean, he would immediately start at the four. Because that, I think, is, we'll get into it, but I think. He's an inside-out guy. That's that's one area I'm a little concerned about. Is uh, The the four? Yep. We're a little thin right now. We could really use House. Yep. Old Joey. Could really use you, bud. Oh, Joey Chestnut. So have you heard anything recently in regards to uh, where things stand with the appeal? Um, our inside intel from our insider and former betting expert, Billy, Billy G. G. I've, I will reach out to him, but uh, nothing new as of yet. Okay. I don't think they're too high on the hopes of it getting yeah, appealed based uh, on every, what he told me last time. But, hey, you never know. Maybe we'll get a little miracle before basketball season. Let's hope. I mean, we don't need a miracle, but hell, anything helps. Anything helps. Especially after the steroid news today. So, <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's go through just like projected starters right now, and then we'll kind of go through all the players, front court and back court. So obviously got to start with Cassius Winston. Had a fantastic junior season. He's and an All-American. I mean, looking yeah. to build on this, uh, this senior season, and a lot of people pegging him already as being player of the year in the country. So I mean, definitely in the Big Ten. But, uh, I mean, he is just a special player. And just watching him play, I mean, he's not the most athletic guy on the court, certainly not the biggest. His basketball IQ is just off the charts. Unbelievable. He does everything well. One of the most fundamentally sound players I've ever seen play the game of basketball. Love watching Cassius Winston play. He's a floor general. He's a guy that's, you know, a lot of point guards are either, you know, an assist guy or a scorer. He's both. Yeah, his ability to step back and hit threes is is just... Insane, and he shoots like 90% from the line. Well, I think that helps his the other part of his game, too, yeah. because, you know, you can't leave him open, but and when then that, he's going to blow here's past the thing. you. And, and then he can hit the floater yeah, in the lane, yeah. man. Yeah, that, that, that's a dangerous shot, too. I mean, he's he's just lethal. He's got it all. And I just expect huge things from him this season. And, and like I said at the beginning of the show, you know, his abilities to score and pass... Make every single player on the team better. Absolutely. Because here's the thing. He blows by one guy. Another guy's going to have to come off their man to try and step in. Kick it out. Three-pointer. Wide open. Yeah. Let's go. It will be interesting, speaking of three-pointers, uh, three pointers, uh, with the line moving back 16 inches this year. Wow. Okay. So it should be interesting. When they moved it back previously, I think it was a foot. So this is even bigger than when they moved it uh, so Well, within the last Rocket time. Watts' range. Yeah. 
There was a study did. I don't know if you know this, but they did move it back for the NIT the last two years. So they, this was kind of an experiment to see. Oh, so the NIT teams have the advantage. <laughs> they got hmm. some practice. And I think the uh, the feedback they got was, you know, three-point percentage was definitely down, but actually offensive efficiency increased because of more space on the floor for players to oh, cool. to create. So it will be interesting to see how that affects I didn't know team. that. I'm glad you told us that, yeah. though. I just read it about it today. It was, uh, I mean, I knew it was moving back, but, yeah, I didn't know uh, those other key details. So moving over to the two spot, I think, uh, you know, going into the season, I I heard, like, Kyle Arns was slated to potentially start at the two, but uh, it sounds like he's dealing with an injury, and uh, it sounds like Rocket Watts is going to be stepping into that spot at the two. I'm excited. Hopefully Rocket can lock down that spot early from the get-go. Yeah, I mean, we're going to need to see some uh, – some special play out of him and uh i'm glad arns is playing though and i really hope he can be healthy for the entire season because he's a nice huge depth piece huge leadership piece yeah and he's um, and he's got a high motor and he can produce and he can produce at the end of games too we've seen him do that yep dunks florida game last yeah, year I was just gonna say yep so i mean he's definitely has the ability to uh to serve as a great too but yeah I mean, he's not gonna be i don't think he's, he's the no, explosive scorer like rocket watts can be yeah or josh lankford <laughs> oh my gosh but uh yeah that's that really hurts our depth um in the backcourt the well, lankford he was a injury. clear-cut starter yeah josh lankford was he could have been an all-american yeah it's tough but like we said we got other players here so it will be uh i'm sure rocket watts is excited for the opportunity Brown will probably get a chance to get in there too in yep. that rotation yep. so, we'll yeah. Get, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get into game in a minute yeah yep. we'll get in there uh and then starting at the three we're looking at aaron henry oh yeah Big looking dog. for a huge sophomore season from him especially after last season and how he finished the tournament i mean it was very impressive so had a nice little dunk in the albion game oh, in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yeah nice would be an understatement i would say he uh he really threw it down a big fan of aaron henry huge I, fan actually. I, I think he's gonna be honestly could be the, the breakout player this the year. x factor of this team in my opinion uh i think if he really elevates his game as we saw at the end of last season i mean i think the it's, it's gonna be good but let's get into uh the four spot this is the spot i'm uh, a little concerned about i think you're gonna see a lot of kith there i think i, I think kith is gonna start there's yeah. no question about that yeah um and I think I don't know, man. Kith it, is a guy, though. I'm not worried about him. He does what he's supposed to do. Yeah, he. Oh, did. I didn't see him. Did he pack on some pounds? Did he look a little bigger at all? It's hard to tell. Still looks like Kith. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> what I like about Kith here is he's going to do what his role is. Kithier's role in this this offense: rebound, put back, rebound, put back. I mean, you saw that last High year. High efficiency guys. Every he's time not he got gonna, in the game, he's not going to try and step out and shoot a three pointer. He knows that's not a part of his game. He's he's a motor guy. He's got to be a junkyard dog for us this year. Yep. I think Kithier could have a nice breakout season as well. I'm not saying he's going to be a double double guy every game, but six to seven points, damn near ten rebounds. That's what I want out of him. I don't need much more than that. Play good defense. You're good. Yeah. But I I think Kithier will surprise some people. I really do. Yeah. And based on what I heard, I mean, this is why I'm concerned. Is I still don't think Bigham is ready. No. Absolutely not. And I heard that he was getting pushed around by Albion. So, or it, whatever school we played. Was that it was Albion. Albion. The Britons. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> it's, if he's getting pushed around by that level of competition, I don't want to see when, he gets, into three? The, when yeah. he gets into the thick of the Big Ten. So, no. it's not a good sign in regards to that. But 
what is a good sign is our boy Xavier Tillman. Xavier Till. Absolute Tilly. animal. And uh, I mean, I heard he, he was stepping back, hitting threes. I mean, he's going to be an animal this year. I Junior really think. Junior year, man. He's gotten better <laughs> from freshman to sophomore. Was an incredible jump. I expect this year. I mean, he's got. I expect him to be an All Big Ten first team performer. I think he's going to be an absolute beast. Where do you see his, uh, his next level potential? Oh, dude. I mean, what's so tell me if, six, he, if he has a huge year? He's this six year? foot eight, isn't he? Six foot eight, six yeah. foot nine. Yeah. I mean, if he if he can consistently start hitting three pointers, everything's there for him to play at the next level. Now, I don't know what his projections are. I haven't looked at the draft at much at all, but I have no doubt in my mind that Xavier Tillman, whether he's drafted or not will get a chance to end up on an NBA roster at some point. Yeah. Because I definitely think his game is there, and I know damn well his defense is there. So, yeah. Let's just move into the front but court. But at six foot eight, he's – and Tillman – have you looked at Tillman's body transformation too, man? Yeah, he's – he He's NBA fit. That's yeah. what I'll say. Like, I've seen actually uh, someone post a picture of his uh, progression each three – It's insane, each year, man. Over the last three years, and, yeah, he's looking like rock solid. Yeah. But uh, last year he averaged three point or thirteen point three points on fifty eight point nine percent shooting, eight point one rebounds after taking over after uh, Nick Ward went out the final thirteen games of the season. So and if he continues better, on that better, trajectory, it made us a better team than when Nick Ward was in. Yeah, yeah. that it was kind of crazy how uh, the efficiency seemed to improve, uh, especially at the five position. So, but yeah, it's not a selfish player. I mean, Tillman he, doesn't make bonehead decisions. Yeah, he doesn't dribble into double teams consistently. He's a smart guy. Yeah, he only makes our team better. I mean, who else do we have though outside of you know? I, that, I just feel like the one area that we're a little bit uh, weak and especially court depth. Yeah, the depth. And I know I we have that's that, why Hauser would be huge. Yeah, um, I mean that he would make an immediate impact and he would immediately start and. Um, It'll be a huge help for this uh, this front court, but I know we st- we still have that transfer, right? Braden Burke. Yep, seven feet tall, yep. about two hundred fifty pounds. Yep. Hell, if you need a body out there, toss him out. Seven foot tall. I mean, we're gonna need bodies. It looks like because I mean, we are outside of. I mean, we are still pretty undersized uh, in the front court, and that's the, the part that concerns me for this team. But I think Izzo, like I said, could go big and could go small, especially with the players we have. So. It will be very interesting. I'm looking forward to it regardless. Uh, Tom always loves a good challenge. Yeah. Look at the schedule. Yeah, we'll get into that schedule in a second. But looking at the backcourt, backcourt, Winston, obviously Big Ten Player of the Year, um, despite playing on a shoddy knee. Those a tendonitis? Is yeah, that what he had? Yep, really bad? Yep. But Izzo said, was quoted as saying, uh, he's 200% better. We'll take that. And I think the key for him uh, this stat I saw: two point six turnovers in the thirty-two wins, four point four turnovers in the seven losses. Ooh. So, cutting down on the turnovers is going to be a huge factor for this team. Um, but I mean, I like we we already talked about Rocket Watts, and he's going to be a dynamic player. But Foster Lawyer is going to, <laughs> I feel like, see some minutes, and we're going to have to. He's going to have to step in and be the backup point guard. Yeah. I wonder if, if Watts is going to be starting at the two. He, he can't be the backup exactly, point guard. That's too. what I was going to say. We're going to need someone to, again to to get Winston some rest, and it's going to be needed if we're going to make a run at the national championship. And maybe that was part of the reason we didn't win last year is that you know Winston was playing so many minutes, especially in the tournament. Um, we're going to need him to get some rest, especially at the beginning of the season. We can't run him down like we Lawyer did last year. We had a year. little uh, coming out party against Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament. That's true, but I'm saying 
the run through the final to the final floor. I just need him to play consistent as a backup point guard. I don't need we don't need him to score eighteen points or whatever he did against Ohio State. I, don't, yeah. I mean, if he does that occasionally, hell, I'll be happy. But then Winston can get some rest. Yeah. But I mean, just be a floor general, man. Shoot when you're open. Shoot with confidence because you can. Don't pass up open shots because you're not confident. You're, you know, he's he's got to step up. It's a sophomore year now, and he's got to step into that role. And I need him to play with some confidence and really just cement that backup point guard role. Yep. But also in the backcourt, backcourt you already mentioned it, Gabe Brown. I yeah. think he, oh yeah, he could be a huge X factor. X factor. Absolutely. He brings a ton of energy off the bench, and I think that'll be big uh, for the season. He looks like a crazy person on the bench too. I love that. <laughs> it keeps the people pumped up, man. Yeah. Him and Bingham. Was that a jersey number change to forty four? Yep. Took uh took the warden's number. I yep. see. Yep. I think uh, I think he'll serve it. I think just it has fine. to do with something in his family. Uh, oh, gotcha. Some sort of tradition. Uh, probably his dad, because I know his yep. dad passed away uh, when he was young. Yep. So it probably has something to do with that. Yeah. Cool. Good for Gabe. I'm I'm excited to watch Gabe. I think he's uh he's a little more athletic than a lot of people give him credit for too. Um, I like his jump shot. I think if he could be our sixth man, you know. Yeah, and I think getting into like the biggest questions, he could be a double digit scorer off the bench, man. There's no question about that. I mean, we saw LSU, throughout the tournament. That was the LSU that's what I was going to say yeah. we saw through the tournament different people stepping up at different times, and that's what this season's going to be about. I think absolutely because I mean, Cassius and Xavier are going to be the number one and two options, but then you have got four or five guys that can all, like you said, step up and be be that other oh, one that sparks us in the big games to get yep. us the victory. I really. I really do hope that Aaron Henry becomes that third person, though. That's who I think has the and I think highest ceiling. I think for he's got sure. the swagger to do it too. I think Aaron Henry's a confident kid. Yeah, I fully expect him to make the next make the next step in yep. his career. I hope so. But let's it's talk- about consistency with his jump shot. That's really what it comes down to. But I don't need him to be an elite outside shooter. I yeah. need him to hit it when he's open, and I want him to be a slasher. I want him to get to the line. Yeah, draw fouls, make other teams uncomfortable. That's what Aaron Henry does. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you. I totally ex- expect that and hope to see it throughout the season. But let's get into some of the biggest question marks for this team and things that could potentially, you know, not derail the season, but prevent us from, you know, reaching our goal, which is a national championship. And uh, one that I want to get into, which we were just talking about, is who's going to shoot the three points for this team, the three-pointers? Uh, Cassius Winston, Gabe Brown. I'm just saying, compared to last season, I know Malik Hall. I know Malik Hall's got an outside shot. You're losing two of our biggest three-point shooters. That's why if we could get Joey Hauser eligible, he can be an elite outside shooter for his size. But if we don't, I'm saying that's the one area that I I agree. I agree. Here's the thing: I think Lawyer can step up and hit threes. I don't know if he's going to shoot in anybody's face because he's so undersized. I mean, Um, we did see Henry Rocket Watts, dude. Rocket Watts has got mad range from beyond the arc. He just needs to obviously get confident and. It is a, it is a question mark. Kyle Lawrence can hit threes. I mean, I, I losing Lankford didn't help. Lankford could be an elite three point shooter. Yeah, I'm just hoping. Like I said, especially with the line moving back, you you know, it's going to increase the shooting skill level that you're going to have to have to be Agreed. able to hit these I threes. Think you, I mean, the two guys that obviously stand out are Rocket and Cassius that can pretty much put it up from anywhere. I think on the court. Yeah, but um, Gabe Brown though, I'm telling you. I believe. I, I mean, we what saw. I saw. We saw. We saw Henry hit some threes. We saw Gabe Brown hit some threes in the tournament. So yep. it's you know we have guys that can shoot. Hell, Tillman but, can hit a three when he's right. Open. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 
but I, I you know consistently uh we'll see i wouldn't look too much into that albion game i saw people were posting like oh we were 15 of 35 from three right we still won by 40, 40 points yeah, but... I, I, it's an exhibition game right guys aren't going to be going 100 percent the entire time they're going to take errant shots I guarantee it won't look like that against yeah, Kentucky. We'll learn a lot more next Tuesday. But another question mark, which was a question mark all last season, is turnovers. Oh, yeah. That's got to get cut down. I know there was a lot in, yeah, be again, exhibition. 17 turnovers or something like that. Yeah. That's not good against a Division three opponent. Yeah, we definitely need to learn to take care of the ball. But I think I saw a stat that, I, most for the most part, Cassius Winston took, took care of the ball. and. Um, I think it was like Tillman or someone else who had a bunch of turnovers. So I think uh, we just got to make an emphasis on that from the start of the season and, and just get better as we move forward. But like I just read the stat earlier about Winston, when we win games, he takes care of the ball. When we lose games, he doesn't. So yeah. that's going to be a big key. But I already said it. I said it a couple times now about the four spot and um, you're really worried about that four spot. Well, Izzo was even quoted. He said, I got it. I've got a good team that I like with still a lot of question marks. Josh Lankford, health, question mark. What do we do at the four, question mark. And probably the other one is, did we lose 30 points and 15 rebounds and trying to figure out how we get those? And yet with Winston, Henry, Tillman, we have three guys that played awfully well at the end of the year, and hopefully they've grown some now. Boom. I mean, that uh, those are... I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I, said it, I said it last eyes. week, man. I said it last week. With Lankford out there... We're far and away the number one team in the country. When you take Langford off this roster, yeah, I think there's a lot of teams that can compete with us and can make the claim for number one. Probably four or five others. So it should be interesting to see. And I think it's going to take some time for the team to develop because you don't just replace a guy like Josh Langford overnight. It's just yeah. plain and simple. It'll take some time to find the right rotation, the right set of guys, the right amount of minutes, but it will happen in Tom Izzo. I trust forever and always. Cannot argue that. Yeah. <laughs> no. He, that man has a gold jacket, for Christ's sake. Okay. Yeah. He's in the Hall of Fame. That's right. All right. Let's get into this daunting uh, the sketch. The sketch. Uh, regular season schedule before we get into Big Ten play. We got, obviously, Kentucky on Tuesday. We got Duke, Virginia Tech, and the Maui uh, Invitational, which will also have Kansas, UCLA, Dayton, BYU, and Georgia. So Love it. Going to be some huge Seton matchups. Hall just, too, at Seton Hall. Don't forget that. Yeah, That's a big matchup. It's going to be some huge games to start the season. Clark, my question to you is, how long do we last at number one to start the season? Mm. We might get it back in the Big Ten season, but oh, I, how I, long do you see us? What game do you think we're most susceptible to lose? Well, I mean, you could lose to Kentucky. They're the second-ranked team in the country. I, but out of all the games I named, what is the, what game scares you the most? Is it Duke? Is it Kentucky? I think at Seton Hall is going to be very challenging. I'm going to be quite honest with you. This is the second game of the season. Hostile environment. Seton Hall is a very good basketball team. I think they might be without their coach, though, because I did see he got suspended. Um, but I think we can beat Seton Hall on the road. I, I like I like our guys. I like our guys. We've been more battle-tested. Um, if we don't lose, Kentucky's a toss-up, right? That game, we could lose. Could lose. But assuming we don't. I, I could see us losing a game in the Maui Invitational, 100%. That's a lot of travel, man. That's yeah. That's a lot of travel. And I'd rather us lose in Maui before we come home and play Duke. So Yeah. I definitely want to make sure we I could we see us Duke. losing the number one ranking before Thanksgiving. I could see it. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. I don't give a shit. We have our, our We're gonna eyes lose set games. on higher things. We're going to lose games. Okay? It's going to happen. 
Or we might not. We might go undefeated and win <laughs> the whole thing. Or we might not. Or we might win the whole damn thing, okay? Undefeated. Win every game by double digits. Nothing would make me happier. <laughs> I'm the happiest person in the world. Hey, maybe all this football shit going on right now, maybe this is just, you know, preparing us for a great basketball yeah. season. I hope it's not a... Tearing us down to build us up. Yeah. Anyways, I could see... I'm going to go with before Thanksgiving. Okay. And that's not me being negative. It's just we have a very tough schedule. If we go through that, if we make it past December 3rd undefeated, I will then start talking very crazy about... (laughs) Clark's crazy talk segment? Yeah, about undefeated season. But going through the Big Ten undefeated is damn near impossible, man. that's not going to happen. It's insane, especially with the extended schedule. Uh, We're going to lose some games, guys. Let's talk about that Big Ten schedule real quick. The Big Ten contenders this year, uh, I mean, pretty much based on what people are predicting. We got Maryland, OSU, Purdue, Michigan. Probably in that order. We can probably stop after that. Yeah. I mean, people are saying that Illinois can. I mean, contender-wise, contender wise, I'd stop at Michigan. Yeah. I mean, and there's going to be some, you know, a lot of returning players. We got the Wesson Bros at Ohio State coming back. Uh, we got Eastern at Purdue. We got Simpson at Michigan. You I know, mean, I think Nochelle Eastern's a good player, but I think he's a little bit overhyped. Yeah. I mean, he definitely he is. Has no outside shot. He's, he's a one dimensional player, but he's a good player. Yeah. Purdue's always pesky. Purdue's going to be there at the end. They always are, man. Yeah. But I think Maryland with Jalen Smith, I think they're oh, definitely yeah. going to be I think uh, the clear a cut. Force. I think they're the clear-cut number two in the conference. Yeah, they're a top-ten team absolutely. in the country. They're going to be a tough squad. So it's not going to be a cakewalk, that's for sure, in the Big Ten. It's going to be a struggle like it is every year. I mean, Jalen Smith, I, I, that's a kid that could probably uh, you know, challenge cash for conference player of the year. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He's that good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't see us getting through the Big Ten season with uh, no, 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 with, with less than four losses, probably. Well, we had four last year, and we tied for the conference championship. So, so I, 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 you know, looking at the schedule, you know, let's see. Looking at the Big Ten schedule here, we play an early game versus Rutgers, Smash City. Um, we got Illinois, Michigan at home. I like the schedule starting out favorable. At Purdue, January 12th, tough game. Always is. I mean, it's going to be a tough schedule. It's going to be a tough schedule. I, but I think if we want to win, we got to – I mean, the goal Back is three. Back-to-backs at Michigan and at Illinois, that's difficult. Um, but, man, I think three or less losses in the Big Ten. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. That that wins you the conference title. That's what I'm There's saying. There's no question. That, that's would, what I'm saying. Three th- losses is three. The target. That's, that's, that's an outright championship, I'd yep. say. Three losses or yep, less. Absolutely. Yep. That's just how that's the target you want to shoot for three or less losses. Yep. And I and looking at the schedule, I think it's definitely doable for this team. Um, I mean, we play Maryland twice in a two week span. That's gonna that's gonna come where the conference title is gonna be decided yep. right there. Versus Maryland, February fifteenth at Maryland, Saturday, February 29th. In between, we play Nebraska and Iowa. Should both be wins. So that's uh that our February slate is the toughest stretch. You got at Michigan, at Illinois versus Maryland, at Nebraska versus Iowa, at Maryland. That's a tough February. Yeah. But like I said, this team is experienced. They've made a Final Four. They beat a professional basketball team in Duke. That Duke team was ridiculous last year. Yeah. We can beat anyone. We'll find out quickly starting this Tuesday against Kentucky. Let's get some quick predictions for that game, Clark. What's your score prediction? What's going to happen? What do you see? MSU versus Kentucky. Yep. Um, 
You Man, want me to start? I really want us to start off strong in this game. I don't want us to be playing from behind. I feel like a lot of these Champions Classics ga- Champion Classics games, we come out a little bit deflated. Yeah, I mean, you look what happened last year against Kansas, and we play we play a little bit stronger in the second half. Yeah, usually. I I I really like I really like our roster. I know Kentucky's gonna be very young. Um, they got some talented kids though, man. Keon Brooks, I really wanted to come to Michigan State. I think oh, yeah. I think he's a stud. Um, then they got Brendan Canada. Um, they, you know, Tyrese Maxey, also a very good player who Michigan State recruited. Um, I think Kentucky can shoot the ball well. I think they've got very athletic players. I love our experience. I think our experience can pay dividends in a game like this. We're not scared of Kentucky. We're not scared of Coach Cal. They don't have a shadow looming over us. I, I really, we've played them number one versus number two before, and I believe we won the we won the basketball mm-hmm. game. I I I like us to win. I mean, I'm I like gonna, us I'm, to win too. I'm not going to predict us to lose the opening game of the season. Okay, we could lose. Let's There's get a some, score prediction. No question, Clark. we could lose. I like us to win eighty-two to seventy-five. Okay. I think it's still going to be close. I I think it's going to potentially come down to the last couple possessions. I'm seeing a 79 to 76. Ooh, I like it. Cassius icing it at the end. You know who's going to ice it? Rocket. Wow, I love that. God, I would be so jacked if that happened. That would be so awesome. Rocks. Rocks. Like a rock. (laughs) That's what we're going to do whenever he has a good game. I hope we get that going. That's going to be our intro song. When we start getting some sound bites in here. Like a rock. I'll be good. All right, let's Bob Seeger for the people. So, Big Ten prediction: What do you see happening? Like in the outcome and in terms of yeah, dude. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Just make sure. Just think I'm going to pick Maryland's dirty ass to beat us? No way, bro. Make sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think Michigan State. I think we are going to win an outright Big Ten title this year. That's what I'm going with. No ties. Okay. All right, let's get into it. What about you, Gary? I think we're going to win the Big Ten for sure. Do you? Yeah. Who's number two? Maryland. I think Three? it's pretty easy. Uh, I don't want to be cliche, but I do think Ohio State is the number three team in the country. I think. With, this Caleb, could, with Caleb Wesson, I think he I was think, a B slasher. I think he's going to be a problem again this year. I like Purdue to finish third and then Ohio State and then Michigan. Okay. That's what I'm going to go with. I actually like Illinois to finish ahead of Michigan this wow, year. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, that they lost their, uh, their German. Yep. The German. Well, he's just injured. I think he'll he'll be back. Yeah, he's only out four to six weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, but they're high on him. Yeah, they are. They love the Germans over Michigan, there. In Michigan, big. I'm not even going to go down that path. <laughs> not going to make any World War II jokes. Okay. Anyways, back on track here. All right. Let's get, let's get into our postseason predictions. Yeah. Want to go first, Clark? Do you got a final? Sure. Four? I mean, I think we're going to win the Big Ten tournament again. Okay. I mean, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't. Okay. Let's talk about the real tournament, though. Oh, Final Four. If you got a Final Four. Final Four. I mean, I think we're going into this a number one seed. Okay. That's what I want. It's what I got to have. I think that's the expectation. I mean, shit. Clear cut number. I mean, we're the number one ranked team in America, so I'd hope we're going to be a number one seed. I like, I think two teams from the Champions Classic will play in the Final Four this year. And I'm not talking about Dollar Bill Self and his dirty ass program. He can hit the gas. Don't know how they still have a program. Waiting, NCAA going to come down on him on that? Give him the death penalty? Nope. Or? nope. Let it slide. Got to have Bill around. Uh, I like Michigan State in my final four. That's a uh, clear-cut, uh, obvious choice. I think 
that Duke is going to get to the Final Four again this year. I also am going to sprinkle in a couple surprises here. Give me Gonzaga in the Final wow. Four. Wow. Surprise team. This is my preseason prediction. It's all going to change by the time Final okay, Four Okay, let's hear it. Let's around. hear it. Seton Hall. There it is. Wow. Someone's real big on Seton Hall. Huge on Seton Hall. Could be real dumb, but here's the thing. <clears throat> Probably real dumb. That's my Final Four, and I'm sticking to it. Michigan State, Duke, Gonzaga, Who and Seton it? Hall. Michigan State. Wow, natty prediction from natty Clark. Natty prediction from Clark. I'm feeling very well, good this Gary year. Well, Gary predicted natty. Let's see. So Gary's prediction, obviously Michigan State in the final four. I got Florida and two other Florida's champions. a really good pick. They picked up Blackshear. They're going to be good. Uh, They're going to be very good. Yep, and I got two other champions, classics teams. Ooh. Might see another rematch with Kentucky in the final four. Wow. I welcome it with open arms. And your boy Bill Self, Dollar Bill Self. You like Dollar Bill in there, huh? Yep. I won't pick Dollar Bill for anything. I'm. I gotta pick him. He's just a scumbag piece of and shit. And I'm seeing this is it. This is where this is going to be the greatest part about it. It's all gonna come full circle. Michigan State versus Florida. What's Twentieth oh! anniversary. Oh God, I love that prediction. Twentieth anniversary, Dude. of the national championship it's, in two thousand. It's fate. It's fate. Twenty years later. God, it's been long enough. Yep. Christ, I need it. Yep. I need it. We all need it. Spartan Tom, Izzo, needs Tom it. Izzo needs it. Cassius so, Winston deserves it. It's coming home. You you heard it here first. Gary it's predicted it last year. Michigan State versus Florida. Michigan State takes home the natty. Well, I like my predictions. Gary beat me last year on predictions, and he's going to beat me again this year. Michigan <laughs> State, Florida. Don't know how I didn't think of it. It's damn near. It's the most genius thing I've ever heard. It's going to happen. Cement it. Put it in there. Mark your calendars. Buy your tickets to Atlanta now. That is fate. Oh, my God. Michigan State, Florida. Shit. I'm excited. All right. Let's get into some of your guys' uh, Twitter comments and mailbags out there. Got some football ones in. Uh, uh, we yeah, got to well, talk maybe about. maybe skim through them real quick. <laughs> <laughs> let's start with some of the football ones real quick. Sure, yeah, okay. Let's get them out of the way. Uh, one comes from our good uh, pal and number one fan, Joe V. Salty Dog, out in Denver. He says, what does a good MSU football fan look like right now? What does a bad MSU football fan look like right now? We're all upset about we're all upset about the way the season has gone, but where do you draw the line? I think a good football fan is holding them accountable and they're calling for change in the program. Um, and I don't even think you're a bad fan if you're not going to the games or choosing not to because the product is disgusting. Not much more needs to be said about that. I think a bad MSU football fan is a clown that's going online or even in public and supporting the coaching staff and backing Coach D for stuff he did four or five years ago. I think that makes you a bad fan. I think you look like an idiot. <laughs> um, and honestly, all the trolling of Michigan online, you're just embarrassing yourself, man. Like, honestly, we suck right now. We have no room to talk. We have absolutely no room to talk. Their program, even with Harbaugh, is in a far better place than ours right now. So that that is what I think a bad MSU football fan looks like. Yeah, I mean. There's nothing to laugh at anywhere else. We we are the joke program right now. Yeah. We are getting into embarrassing territory. I mean, Indiana's looking like a uh, a better program at this point this season. Yeah. At least on a better trajectory <laughs> for the future than Sad. Michigan State is. Adam D. Out and Cali asks, I know, I know normally most people think of bowl games and the extra practices that come with them as invaluable, but what – to you are the pros and cons at this point of winning more games and getting to a shitty bowl game i honestly what the extra two weeks of practice like 
to go play in like the freaking Red Box Bowl again, man. Like I the prestigious Red Box I, Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Let's not forget this podcast was once formally sponsored sponsored by Red Box <laughs> for those people that can't afford Netflix. Anyways, just kidding. Go uh, listen to our Red Box preview. It was a great one. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, I no, I prefer we just lose. I mean, honestly, get the coaching staff out of here. It's time for change. But here's the thing: we'll we'll limp across the line, probably six and six, somehow. I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't care anymore about football. I'm just done. It's basketball season. Let's go. Time to move on. Okay. All right. Until change happens in that program, I don't want to talk All about right. them we'll, anymore. We'll stop. Jovi had another question. We'll come back to him because this is a, a basketball one, so we'll allow a, a second question from him. His uh, he says, my question is simply this. Who is your Spartan going into game one? Cash will be the national fave and one of mine, obviously. But I will be Thanks relentless. Thanks for clarifying that, Salt. One of mine, obviously. Yeah. But I will be a relentless Gabe Brown fan this season. I'm pumped. Let's fucking go green. Nice. I like the way you just go green. That was nice. That was a good one. Thanks. Family friendly. Thank you. Anyways. Uh, who's my Spartan? I mean, I love them all. Steven Izzo is my Spartan. Who's your Steven, Steven Izzo, everybody. <laughs> Here we go. Um, who is he asking, like, who I think is going to make the biggest who leap? Who is your Spartan? Like, you know, when they ran that dumbass promotion back in the day with the Tiger. Who's your Tiger? Who's, who's my Spartan? Spartan? I mean, I think Cassius Winston is everyone's Spartan. <laughs> who's my Spartan? Okay. Well, I- I'll give I'm you mine. I'm going with Aaron Henry. That's what I was going to go with. I'm going with Aaron That's Henry. Bullshit. We can both be Aaron Henry Five. guys. Big Aaron Henry podcast here. Well, Billy G said, catch me on the Aaron Henry chain. Choo-choo. Let's go. But he said, all joking aside, it's actually Foster Lawyer. Wow. Jeez. He's got something to learn. We'll let him on maybe one day if he can behave himself. Yeah. He yeah. had an outburst on here. You can go back and listen to it. It was very embarrassing. Billy, please compose yourself when talking about Foster Lawyer. Maybe we'll let you uh, share some of your bets, and if you get any wrong, you're banned from that. But OCR. I'm going with Aaron Henry, Gary, for this reason alone. I think he's the game changer. Like you said, he's the X factor. He can do it all outside, inside. He brings the dunk factor. Got to love a high athletic guy, high motor guy. Aaron Henry's my guy. All right, we got a uh, another guy who shared his opinion to uh joe v's question boss 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 out in troy boss he said i got a feeling i'm gonna be a rocket guy love someone who can make their own shots just go get points street ball love it i love that if you ever watch rocket watts highlights he did ball with Lamelo ball last year at spire academy (laughs) there was a lot of street ball going on they scored a lot of points i think he is a guy that can get his own bucket and i agree with him i'm excited to watch rocket play yeah me too uh one more question. It's a dual question from Mike K out in Farmington Hills. He said, do you know what angle Izzo used to try to get Hauser a waiver? I don't, honestly. Um, and he said, if he's able to play, do you feel like he'll start it right away? I, we already I, said I, I think 100% what, I think what I'll start I did right here, away. though, was something about that Joey Hauser chose Marquette because his brother went there. And then once his brother left, like he had no reason to stay there anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't know why the NCAA makes kids sit out a year when they transfer. I think it's absolutely stupid to begin with. Well, but, because then it... Because kids would just jump ship. Yeah. But maybe make a rule. You can transfer once, like, if you have a decent enough reason. Uh, I mean, honestly, and then if you want to do it again, then, yeah, sit them out a year. Okay. Well, hell, they're allowed to do it in college football. Now they can pretty much do whatever they want. We lost yeah. a quarter of our team this year. 
Very true, very true. All right, one more from uh, Mike K. in Farmington Hills. He says, Kenny Goins played a big role in the Spartan success big last time. year yeah. in all phases of the game. Yes. Is there a direct pl- replacement for him that can no. match his overall production? No, I don't think that there is. And that's why we were I think wor- Joey could. Jo- yes, Joey could. Joey's probably a better shooter than Kenny. Um, I don't know about his defense. I don't, Kenny? I don't know about his defense being as high level as Kenny Goins. Um, but, yeah, Joey could. I agree. I mean, you can't expect Kith to be the player that Goings was. Goings was a fifth-year senior. Yeah, I mean, he was. He did everything right. He just developed throughout his career. You know, he's irreplaceable right now at this point. I would agree. But we don't need somebody to be Kenny Goings. We have talent in other positions that we didn't have last year. I think we'll be fine. Malik Hall is another guy I think that could step in and fill Kenny Goings' spot. Very yeah, I don't similar. think there's going to be one person that's going to be It's going to be a mixture of guys. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think. That's what I'll go with, too. Okay. Awesome. Well, you heard it here first. We're winning the Natty. We're winning it, guys. This is it. 20th anniversary. We're going to beat Florida in the national title. Gary has spoken. What Gary said last year came true. Have Put your faith in Gary. Book your hotel rooms in Atlanta right now. <laughs> it's going to be something but, special. But if it doesn't happen, don't blame me. Don't blame Clark. I didn't predict it. Blame <laughs> Gary. It doesn't happen. We both predicted a natty, though. So we're our team natty. Natty or bust. RCR certified. Boom. Stamp of approval. All right, guys. That's going to wrap it up for our basketball preview. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to comment on your Give predictions us your final for four. this. Yeah. Let's yeah. hear some of your final four predictions. See if you agree with my, mine or Clark's. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Alexa, basically anywhere you can listen to a freaking podcast. We're um, everywhere. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Red Cedar Rundown. And once again, that was Patreon.com slash Red Cedar Rundown. And Red Cedar Rundown.buzzsprout.com is where you can listen to every single episode we've ever made. Go back and listen to that Red Box Bowl. It was a doozy. <laughs> Preview. It was a real Pat and our doozy. Tell your friends, tell your family, and as always, go green, go white.